Hey guys, welcome back. It's Triumph Tuesday, right? I hope everybody had a wonderful day. I did, I did, I really did. Um, as always, looking forward to spending some time. Hey, Pastor Garrett, glad to see you. As always, looking forward to spending some time um, here with you guys tonight to do what we do around here. I go by the name of Tornado. I come in Monday through Friday, Central Standard Time, about 8.30 p.m. is to talk about, um, to educate and inform from a faith-based perspective, to help encourage healing of the mind, body, and spirit that may have been damaged from abuse. That's what I come in to talk about. And the ever so important part that I always like to point out is from a faith-based perspective, because that is so important, especially in this day and age with everything that's going on around us. We want to make sure that we're strong in our faith. Hey, Karen, how's it going? If Chewy's running around there somewhere, hey, Chewy, what's up? Um, but again, I hope everybody had a wonderful day. Let me go ahead and also put up here at the beginning for those of you, just in case I forget at the end, I'll just flash the uh, contest information up again real quick so I don't forget um, and get sidetracked. This goes until midnight on June 30th, Saturday, June 30th. It ends at midnight. We will do the drawing for it live on Periscope at 5 p.m. Central Standard Time on Sunday, July 1st. So... Um, only two simple things to do to enter, um, to be um, an official entrant in it. Two little small tasks that you have to do. Then make sure you just click that little enter button, put in your information, not a lot of detailed information, and you're good to go. We'll do the random drawing live on the scope. So again, good luck um, to everybody that enters in it. Oh, he's outside running around. It is hot out here. I didn't see any animals. I barely saw um, any birds flying around earlier. It was so hot here. I was like, oh my goodness, you know when the birds take cover, it is hot outside. Hey, Sandra, everybody make sure you tell Sandra happy birthday. It is her birthday today. She hit the big 2-0, the big 20, y'all. Yes, the big 20. That's what we going with, right? So everybody be sure and wish Sandra happy, um, happy, happy birthday. I hope you had a wonderful day. Um, let me pull this down off of the screen so we can get into the lesson here tonight. Tonight's topic, we're talking about the DASH principles. As always, Tornado Style, you know we have the acronyms um, that we put in there for this. We're talking about looking ahead, the DASH principles. Let's get right, y'all. Um before it's time to go home, because we know we all got to go home sometime, and we're not talking about the physical home, you know, here on this earth. We're talking about the eternal home. So it's time to start getting right, no matter what everybody um, around us is doing, you know. Um, so let me see. Let me make sure. Um, hey, there's my sister-in-law coming in. You guys, if it's your first time following me, make sure you click the three little dots um, down there. And give me a um, good, strong follow. Also, if you're inclined, share out the broadcast. You never know um, who may be inspired by the word. Uh, Big 55 and proud. I'm telling you, look at that. And I'm telling y'all, she is, uh, you can't remember being 20 here. I remember every time I go to move and walk, I'm like, I remember when I was 20. It was a little bit easier to do some of these things that I'm trying to do. Um, so I remember. So you guys get your, you know, your, uh, it's probably too late for coffee, but your tea, uh, whatever it is that you like to sip on, you know, while we go through these lessons, I got me some nice healthy juice here that I'm going to be sipping on throughout this. So I hope you guys have something healthy as well, because you know we got to keep these temples, um, these bodies of Christ. We got to keep ourselves healthy. So I got me some nice fresh juice. 
and it is delish, let me tell you. All right, so let's hop off into this. Tonight, we're talking about the DASH principles. Let's break this thing down, right? Because what we want to do is we get so focused, you know, on the now, the present things, you know, caught up on the job, the promotion, you know, um, even relationships, different goals that we have set. But we tend to forget, well, wait a minute. I can't take any of this stuff with me. I'm going to be able to enjoy it here, but what about the long run? So the DASH principles that we're going to go over tonight are going to set you up. If you apply these, go through them, you know, and this may be one of the ones where you may want to grab a pen as we're going through, jot some of them down, um, or come back, you know, you can always come back and catch the replay um, and take your notes then. However you want to do it. No pressure, no pressure at all. Um, and so the first part of that, the first part of the dash is diligence. Of course, diligence, right? Because God values diligence in us. He wants us all to be diligent. If you look at Proverbs, especially all through Proverbs, is diligence, diligence. You know, Proverbs 12 and 24, diligent hands will rule, but laziness ends in forced labor. If you look at Proverbs 14 and 23, all hard work brings a profit, but mere talk leads only to poverty. You know, and, and I want to point out on that one, a lot of people get excited when they see the word profit. Uh, profit encompasses not just monetary. It may be uh, an emotional profit that you may get from it. You know, some other type of reward. Profit encompasses not just monetary rewards. That's important, you know, to know off in there because we get so caught up sometimes when a scripture is read out, especially like that when all hard work, you know, brings profit, but mere talk leads only to prop, uh, poverty because you you know, we can be spiritually um, in poverty, uh, mentally in poverty. We can be, uh, you know, our health can be in, in a poverty state. So remember, you know, that that all hard work. So like um, Sandra, I mean, she's out there clocking the miles. You know, she is running every day. So, you know, her hard work with running is profiting her health, you know. So be sure and put this scripture in, in that perspective, right? If you look at Proverbs 13 and 4, lazy people want much but get little. But those who work hard will prosper. Again, make sure to keep that one into, um, to, uh, into perspective. My goodness, that's a tongue twister. But, you know, being diligent allows us to operate in our best. You know, and we also do it with excitement. We have a passion behind it, you know, when we're talking about God, because we know we're doing it to glorify him. We're not doing it for glorification for man. We're not doing it to have our name up in lights, right? Um Diligence is also, you remember when we had the discussion talking about being the Proverbs 31 woman, and I was saying, you know, you have to put that wisdom into action. So as with diligence, um, the first D in our acronym of DASH is practical wisdom and obedience in action. Diligence is practical wisdom and obedience in action. So, and, and it also, hey, hey, uh, T-shirt D, I see my sister Mel coming into the building. Welcome, welcome, everybody. Um, 
Diligence also helps us to facilitate and develop a good attitude. So being diligent on something the same way, you know, you get up, you're diligent about going to work, uh, diligent about making sure, you know, the kids are fed, whatever it is that you're diligent in. And one of the ways to tell, is, you know, they say to look back and see where you're spending your time, where a lot of your thought is, you know, like with Sandra, she's diligent. Oh, you were busy over there in the, uh, in the prayer group. You are okay, uh, Madam Bishop. Um, so whatever it is, you know, that you're diligent in, we want to also make sure, um, we're diligent that same way on God's behalf, you know, under his authority, you know, but diligence brings confidence, patience, forgiveness, because especially patience, that's a big one. You know, when you're diligent about working on something, um, I used to be really into those puzzles and there was, I was uh, also really into Titanic at one point and I came across this puzzle and this thing, I don't even know how many pieces this thing had in it, but I'd never done one that large, but I was diligent and determined to put that together. And by being diligent with it, it did teach me patience because the way these weren't even normal cut pieces for the, um, for this thing. So again, diligence does confidence, patience, um, forgiveness, it teaches values, loyalty, and integrity. And, you know, that's a big one there, loyalty. You know, we can't be wishy-washy when it comes to Father God. You know, as much as we mess up, he isn't wishy-washy with us. You know, sometimes we get frustrated because we don't see the blessings and everything that we're asking for coming in the form that we want them in or coming as fast as we want them. But yet and still, he is loyal because we know what he says he always follows through with, right? Um, so in Torah fashion, the two questions um, that I pose, um, how do I exhibit diligence in my daily life? And I even, you know, I put these down and I'm going to go back. I have a 2000 piece puzzle and they really take patience. They really do. And, and at one point you get to the point, I know I did where I'm like, I just give up on this puzzle. I'll just look at the picture that's on the box. But in that, in that same hand, you're like, I put so much time into this. I'm going to finish this. I don't, I don't care how long it takes. I'm going to finish this puzzle. So, But I did get smart because uh, we had cats, and they like to do the run and slide thing. So I'd come back and half my puzzle would be apart. So I finally got smart and started gluing the pieces um, together. It did take me a while to get that thing finished, but I did finally finish it. So the two questions that you have to ask yourself, do you believe you're diligently seeking after the Lord in a way that will bring success into every realm of your life? That's just a question to jot down. And as you're meditating, as you're working through the word later, just say, hmm, as my sister Mayo says, a little something to ponder, right? Do you believe that you're diligently seeking after the Lord in a way that will bring success into every realm of your life? The next question that you want to juxtapose that with is, as you honestly go through the evaluation, what areas in your life need more diligence? Make sure to put those down, you know, and be honest about it. It's between you, God, and that piece of paper. Write it down, you know, and you may say, you know what? I need to be a little bit more diligent in the time that I'm spending in the scripture. I need to be a little bit more diligent on, you know, trying to minister, you know, or share the gospel. I need to be a little bit more diligent, you know, on trying to find myself a good church home. Whatever it is, just be honest about it. You know, I need to be a little bit more diligent, you know, in, in 
and being thankful for everything that God gives me every day. Because, um, you know, cheating yourself or, or being embarrassed to write it down, that's a stumbling block. That's something to get over. So you should be at the point where you can honestly write down what areas in your life need more diligence. Hey, uh, Trinity to the bone, that's brother-in-law coming in. So make sure you write them down and add those into your prayer. Those are the things, whatever you come out with um, from those two questions, you want to add those in to your prayer, whatever it is, and say, God, you know, help me, uh, you know, give me the guidance, you know, clear my mind, give me the focus that I need to study in your word more. Hey, Miriam, glad to see you, glad to see you. So um, the two questions uh, for those that just came in that you want to take and go back later, do you believe you're diligently seeking after the Lord in a way that will bring success into every realm of your life? Next question, you want to follow that up and say, well, what areas of my life do I need more diligence? And write those down. Make those a part of your prayer life. What's that, D-Day Lap? Oh, I tell you, some of these names, I tell you, D-Day I'm telling you, I ain't going to be messed with that one. I really be done messed that one up. Uh, but yeah, great questions. You know, great things to get you thinking and spending time in the Word and looking at it and maybe pulling out some of the Scripture um, you know, to help uh, help move you along through that process. So the next part of it, so the D in that dash, um, the first principle of that was being diligent. The A, the A is abide. You want to abide. Abiding in Christ requires dependence upon the Holy Spirit, full faith dependence. You know, and, and by abiding, that's going to require us to walk by faith. And as I put this together, I said, well, wait a minute. Let, let me put these two definitions. You're probably right, Karen, because that name right there, um, yep, I believe it was, and I can't get it. Actually, I think I did. Hey, <laughs> um, I think I did get it. So I looked up and I said, well, you know, obey and abide. You know, uh, obey is like somebody's commanding you. They're saying you're going to do this one way or the other. You know, there's no if, ands, um, or, or, or buts about it. But then, you know, once I, I thought about it, I said, well, you know what? Um, God's not demanding. He gives us free choice, free will, right? So, um, you know, I said, well, you know, it's definitely, we're going to abide. We willingly, um, you know, choose, decide this is the path that we're going to take with our lives, right? So by uh, abiding in Christ, in his word, in everything surrounding him requires us walking by faith. It requires us to spend focused time. If you guys remember uh, from Luke 10 and 38, um, you know, when he stopped in. You know, uh, like Mary, she sat down to spend time with him. You know, well, Martha, she's running around, you know, all frantic, you know, getting whatever it was that she was trying to get together, whatever had her, you know, just so busy and distracted um, back there. But then, you know, in verse 40, Luke 10 and 41, you know, the Lord looks at her and he says, my dear Martha, you are worried and upset over all these details. There's only one thing worth being concerned about. Mary has discovered it, and it will not be taken from her. So spending that focused time, don't be like Martha running all around. If everybody else is like, oh, I got to hit up the mall. Um, I'm going to go catch a movie. Then I'm going to stop and get and Be like, mm -mm, you know what? I'm just going to get it. I'm going to have pizza or whatever it is that you're going to have in. You're going to stay home and make you some vegan egg rolls, whatever it is. And you're going to spend that focused time in the word, right? 
So walking by faith, then this all falls under abiding. Walking by faith, spending focused time, also bearing much fruit. If we're looking at John 15 and 8, when you produce much fruit, you are my true disciples. This brings great glory to my Father. Then, and if you put Galatians 5 and 22, because we know, you know, a lot of people say the fruit, well, it is more, it's fruit, uh, you know, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness and faithfulness you know you combine all of that mary was focused on the on the kingdom right right she was looking um you know at her dash she was lining up her dash principles but martha whatever she was doing back there trying to get the leaven cornbread um you know and, and the gluten-free collard greens and whatever else it was that she was busy occupied with trying to knit some nice little doilies and you know clean out the wine goblets or water glasses whatever they was having that she was pre-occupied with and it's so easy you know, to get caught up like that, I have before and been just like, man, okay, it's time to stop, like pulling that power handle down and being like, it's time to shut down, reset and refocus. I got to get my time in because I don't know about y'all. My day just don't go right when I do not get it in. And on top of coming in here, um, you know, anywhere from 30 minutes up to an hour during the week, but you know, it doesn't stop there. So you have to figure the time that I spend with you guys, most of the time I'm spending an hour to two two hours prior to that, making sure, um, you know, the word that he's given me to spoke on for the day is lined up in the proper manner. So I got my receipts, so to speak, my scriptures, everything is in check. You know, I'm double checking. Wait a minute. Ain't nothing added to this scripture. Ain't nothing taken away, you know, from this scripture. And then prior to that, you know, with getting up first thing in the morning before I start my day, you know, my work day, taking that time to say, oh, thank you, God, for bringing me here once and again, spending time. So it's not not just sitting down in a rush to be like, hey, y'all, I don't know what I'm talking about tonight, but I'm just going to come on here and talk. No, it don't work like that. A lot of mine is focused time in the word throughout the day. Um, hey, Trish, glad to see you. Glad to see you. Um, and then lastly, abiding um, in Christ. Join with other believers to worship him. A great spot to start if you're like, well, I don't have a church home. I don't know where to go. You know what? You can go in, pop into Karen Scope. She does great, great teachings and lessons. Now, she ain't fooling around when she's on. Karen ain't in there for joking. Um, you know, but she does some great, great teaching. Um, you can join the Standing in the Gap prayer group. Mel, if you want to put that information up for anybody that wants to come over and join us um, in the prayer group, which is really, really taking off. Prior to coming on here, we had Testimony Tuesday. Um, so we're doing a, uh, Mel's put together a really good group. We're doing a lot of great things. Would love to see some of your faces from Periscope over there in the group. So joining with uh, other believers to worship him. You know, it may be a small, um, you know, study group in your home or st small study group in the community. You know, if you don't want people inside your home, you know, if you're in an apartment complex, they usually have like a little meeting area. There's always somewhere you can even meet in the park under a tree. Find your sycamore tree and sit under there with the word. Hey, Trish, that was fast. Uh, right, Miriam, she moved like lightning over here. So that's what falls under that. So the D um, in dash, diligence. The A, abide, right? Good stuff, good stuff. Right, standing in the gap, um, prayer warriors and intercessors. Man, I would love to see you guys over there. So make sure you join us. All right, all right, the S. 
Anybody want to take a stab at what the S is while I take a drink? What the S is for the S principle in dash. I'm going to take me a drink if anybody wants to take a stab at it. But if not, I'm going to tell you anyway. Y'all know it. Oh, this is so good. Red cabbage. Who knew it could be so good? Ah, man, that's delish. All right, all right. I know there's a little lag on that side. So the S in this thing. Study, study, right. We want to make sure we study. And remember, we're lining this up for and looking ahead. You know, not just at what we're doing every day as the old folks used to say, I'm just trying to get by. I'm just fair to middling today. Um just trying to make it through, right? So, uh, who is, oh, that's Sandra popping back in. Oh, man, that's a good one. That's a good one, though, Miriam. That's a good one. Um, but it's actually study. Um, and what's in the, um, what's in the cup there, Mel? I got red cabbage. It's, um, red cabbage, pears, orange, lime, and apples. That's what we got off in here. And since you asked, I'm going to take another drink because it's good. All right, all right. So we want to make sure we study. You say, well, why? Well, guess what? I'm going to tell you. Because the word of God is infallible, right? There's no error in the word. Now, we sometimes like to say, oh, well, this just don't line up. No, it doesn't line up because it's not giving you that comfort to say, oh, yes, I am free to go ahead and commit this sin that I know is a sin, and, and, and this scripture is just not working for me. Let You know what? Maybe I can find one if I look hard enough. No, mm -mm, there is no error in the word. It's infallible. So we want to study it, you know, and, and there's purity um, in his word, and we don't need to add anything else to it. The way I like to do with recipes sometimes, or the way Karen, you know, she'll alter some of her vegan recipes. She'll be like, well, I'm going to use these chips instead of this, you know, um, these kind of chocolate chips, you know, and we can do that thing, but when it comes to the word, we, we don't need to add nothing from it. We just need to take it away and store it into our hearts. That's all we simply um, need to do. And if we look at Proverbs 30, 5 and 6, every word of God is pure. He is a shield to those who put their trust, their trust in him. Do not add to his words, lest he rebuke you and you be found a liar. I'm going to read that last part one more time. Do not add to his words, lest he rebuke you and you be found a liar. And some of the translations, you know, we got so many. Um, you know, if they don't, if they seem like they shortcutting the scripture too much for me, or are they leaving out a main part of it? You know, I, I won't use those. So I'm real selective in which of the um, newer translations and breakdowns of the Bible that I like to use. You know, because some of them just break it down too much, and I'm like, no, nah, you shouldn't have took that end part off and fret. But hey. Um, but, uh, the word of God, also we want to study it because the word of God is complete. It gives us warning. It, it gives us warning all through it. Just about any of the 66 books that you want to go through, there's some type of warning on what we need to do, how we need to be living these dash principles, right? Um, diligence, abiding, and now we're on study. The word is complete, and it gives us warning. If we look at Revelation 22, 18 and 19, For I testify to everyone who hears the word of the prophecy of this book, 
If anyone adds to these things, God will add to him the plagues that are written in this book. I don't know about y'all, but I don't want no locust plagues and the water turning red. I don't want none of that. So I'm going to need our saints to get right. If anyone takes away from the words of the book of this prophecy, God shall take away his part from the book of life. Now, you don't want to be marked out of the Lamb's book. You, mm -mm. Now, you can let them mark you off whatever company roster, uh, whatever sports roster, or anything else, but you do not want to come off the Lamb's book. That's the one that matters. That's why we're working on these dash principles. And so the end of the scripture, God shall take away his part from the book of life, from the holy city, and from the things which are written in this book. Powerful, powerful scripture there. That's Revelations 22, 18 and 19. And you know, a lot of uh, a lot of pulpits don't like to pull out that Revelations because then uh, people start thinking, oh my goodness, oh my goodness. So uh, to those of you um, pastors, reverends, um, that get on and still teach Revelations, Good up to you. Good up to you. Also under study, and thank you, thank you, Mel. God's word is totally sufficient for all our needs. Second Timothy 3, if we look at 16, all scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction. Now, we all like when the scripture uh, corrects us and we start feeling convicted now, right? For instruction in righteousness that the man of God may be complete, fairly equipped for every good work. So the word is sufficient for all of our needs. As we talked about the other night, when you when you have a problem, Instead of writing a 10-paragraph synopsis telling everybody your business on Facebook, get your concordance, or either flip to the back of the Bibles. They have smaller ones back there and say, okay, this is the problem I'm having. Let me see what the Word says about it instead of putting all your business out there on social media. No. Mm -mm. Um, also, the Word of God will accomplish what it promises if you look at Isaiah 55 and 11. So shall my word be that goes forth from my mouth. It shall not return to me void, but it shall accomplish what I please, and it shall prosper in the thing for which I sent it. So God sent his word to accomplish his perfect will in our lives, right? Isaiah 55. So if he makes you a promise, as I always say, he will, he will fulfill it. In his own time. We can't be sitting there pushing and rushing him and worrying about it. Nope, as we talked about last night. Don't sit there worrying about it. He's got it. He's working on it, you know? And, and as I told a friend of mine I was talking to, uh, right, uh, Mel said, please stop. You know, I was talking to earlier. I said, look at it as a passage of scripture, you know, like the angel that got delayed. He was on his way, but he got delayed. He had to stop, you know, and hold up some things. I said, but sis, Hold on, you know, your angel just, just delayed, but, but the blessing's coming. So we got to wait, and we, and we can't be impatient, you know. Um, and I wanted to, I thought I'd put another part in here because I wanted to make sure I didn't leave anything out. So, so far, uh, we have diligence, abide, study. Now we're coming up on the H. We want to honor, right? That's our dash there. Diligence, abide, study, and honor. How do we want to honor? We want to honor God with our time. You know, how are we using this precious time? Um, 
like at one of the scopes that Darissa did. I know you probably remember it, Mel, how she talks about, you know, the dash in between the, the birth date and then the date that you died that they put on your headstone. That dash, that's what matters. What are they going to say when the person stands up to eulogize you? What have you done in between that dash? Well, when you go to stand and he's got the uh, Lamb's Book of Life open and he's looking and saying, well, you know, did you honor me? during your dash you know did you get all the principles let me see if your name is in here you know so so we have to use this short amount of time that we have in between birth and that last breath we have to use that wisely and we also have to make sure each act that we do everything that we're doing with that time is given to glorify god that's very, very important. If it's outside of that, that ain't how any of this works. Mm -mm. Not at all. No matter what anybody tries to tell you, there is nothing that nobody out there can do or say to convince me otherwise. It, it has to be done in accordance to glorify God, plain and simple. You want to honor God with your talents, you know? The, these are God-given gifts and abilities. If you look at Matthew 25, 14 through 30, I'm not going to go through and, and read that whole passage, but you honor God with your talents, right? You, you, you may have the ability, um, you know, to move pretty good and dance. Well, figure out another way that doesn't dishonor God to be able to get your dancing in and to get your dancing on. Maybe try some praise dancing, start a, a prayer dance group or, or, or something, you know, teach the the young um, youth are, are either teach dance in a manner that's not dishonorable to God. And y'all can follow me. Y'all can read in between the lines where I'm going with that thing. You know, so our talents, if you're good, you know, at math and chemistry uh, and, and pharmaceuticals, how about let's take it off the street and honor God, God with our talent. If you're that good with chemistry and chemicals, how about you put that to constructive use instead of destructive use that's killing people out there in these streets? Somebody know who I'm talking to out there. Somebody out there can read between the lines. If you're a street pharmacist, that does not honor God. Do that thing right. Use your gifts and your talents to honor and glorify our Father. Amen? Somebody out there with me. Somebody know where I'm going. We want to honor God with our temple. This means our body. If you look at 1 Corinthians 6, 18 through 20, honor him with our bodies, right? Some of the stuff, I mean, people that put horns and uh, all kind of loops and ropes coming off their butt. I'm telling you, some of the manipulations and the things that I've seen to each his own. But hey, hey, we honor him with this temple. You know, we got to be careful. Like I said, I'm sitting here now um, drinking on. I would love to have me a um, Pepsi or Coke, but I know that stuff will kill you. And, and that stuff also uh, in soda, what do you call it? Did you, um, causes the bones, um, the cartilage in your knees to de de degenerate. So if you're having problems with your knees, say, hmm, how many Coca-Colas did I have today? Hmm, how many sodas did I have today that could be part of the problem if your knees is popping and locking? You want to get on some of this good stuff. Man, mm-mm-mm, I'm telling you, it's good. Take care of that temple. You know, if you can't get a gym membership, 
Get you a couple of soup cans. Do you a couple of pushes and stretches. Whatever it is that you can do. You know, and we want to honor God with our treasure. You know, uh, um... Our finances. Now I'm telling don't, don't mm -mm. I'm not gonna get into uh, a tithing conversation. Not going in there. That's a whole nother scope. Treasures uh, uh, and, and our finances fall under. Okay, every time you get paid, you, you say, you know what? I pass a homeless shelter every day. You know what? Maybe they need a donation. Maybe they could use 15 or 20 cases of water. You know what? Uh, you'd be surprised. Uh, um, at Wallet World, cases of water, you can get the 24-pack for $2 and something. So if you figure you're going to take 40 50 $60, you can fill your back of your vehicle up with a lot of cases of water. You can go in there. Uh, they love to see people, the shelters, um, especially the ones that have kids coming. So they love to see people show up with a load of diapers, you know. So there's more than one way when it says honor God with your treasure and your finances. It just don't mean every time whipping out the checkbook and saying, all right, 20000 to the Holy House for the consecration of the Baptist Memorial. Uh-uh. That's not all what it's saying. It's saying use your finances in a way that honors God. Being in servitude, there's many 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 ways right you also want to honor God with your heart there's numerous verses that encourage us to make God number one numero uno in our heart if you look at Isaiah 29 and 13 Proverbs 3 and 5 Psalms 51 and 10 so we want to make sure that we're honoring him time talents temple treasures and with our heart, right? Because it's just, ain't no other way. That's how all of that works. So we want to be diligent. We want to abide because, again, uh, and we want to study because his word, there's no error in it. And we want to honor him. Those are the dash principles. And then you may be saying, well, Torah, you know, well, why do these dash principles matter? i tell you why it matters. You know, because you're a child of God. He redeemed you from the hand of the enemy. He forgave you. And you're already saved through grace and through faith. That's why those dash principles matter. Amen. You know, no matter what people may call you, no matter what people may think about you, no matter what they say about you, you have the divine favor of God in whatever you do and wherever you go. You just have to realize that, right, as you're putting those dash principles into order. You're already blessed with all the spiritual blessings. You're already healed by the stripes, you know. Exercise that authority over the enemy. He's already done the legwork. He's already laid the foundation. All we got to do is... Put the dash principles in and keep it in accordance with the word, right? You, you are above only, only above and not beneath. So what you got to do is be like that tree. You remember that old song, like a tree planted by the water. You will not be moved no matter what they come at you and do or say. No matter how they try and come and cut you down, you will be that long-standing tree there that says, I am following my dash principles. I am being diligent. I'm abundant in the Father's Word. I'm studying and I'm honoring Him in any and everything that I do. Amen? Because you will not be moved by what you see but uh, because your belief is so strong. You're walking by faith, not by sight. Pure faith, not by sight because we know he moves so fast. He moves so wondrous sometimes. We can't see it. 
but it happens. You know, it's not a physical things that come down and we say, Lord, look what you done did for me, right? So when you get weary, you know, just I say, just hold on because help is on the way. When you if you're sitting there feeling like you're crying out, oh baby, he hear you, but you have to think, you know, that's where it also comes to say, you know what? I got to share my God. He's a God of many children. So he may be tending to somebody else. That's where it comes in in the inside with that wisdom and that compassion to say, you know what? My problem right now might not be as bad as I'm making it out to be. So he over dealing with what Mama Moses got going on right now. He over helping my sister Mel out right now. But guarantee you, I know he hear my cry. So I'm going to go in with my prayer and supplication and I'm just going to put it there on the table until he's ready to come along and pick that thing up with his hand and take care of it, right? But And I'm telling you, some of us want to give up. We want to say, you know, why do I want to try and live and, and, and keep these dash principles when everybody else out there doing like what seem like they're doing what they want to do? Seem like they're getting away with any and everything. No, don't be distracted by that. You can't worry about what they doing because at the end, when you're standing there in front of the Father, he ain't going to say, welcome, loyal beauty. He ain't going to say let me see if they in the book. He going to say, let me see if Karen is in the book. Let me see if Shay is in the book. Let me see if Miriam is in the book. He's going by you, not what they were doing. So you can't be concerned with they while we're here on this earth. And I'm telling you, you got to hang in there. As I say, you got to hold that plow and, and, and don't look back because you done prayed too many prayers to give up now. You done sat and cried too many tears night after night day after day to give this thing up now. You worked way too hard and way too long. Well, when, it, when the time gets tough, well, this one I'm going to need you to remember. It was love that went up on that mountain on Calvary. It was pure, pure love Now to that old rugged cross. It was love that looked up to the heavens and said, Father, forgive them. They not they know not what they do. So when you get ready to get weary, when you get ready to step outside, then principles think about that and say, man, my, 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 that was love that was given for me. So you know what? I'm going to stay within these principles no matter what's going on around me. You know, it was love that died on the cross for your sins and, and for mine, right? And then, you know, he just didn't stop there. He said, let me show you what I can do. He come back three days later and love got up with nothing but pure power in his hands, right? And I'm going to tell you, since he got up on all of our behalf, well, we need to ask him every time is, Lord, keep us so we can walk just a little bit longer with you. Lord, keep us so we can keep praying and honoring your name just a little bit longer, Lord. Lord, keep me so I can pray a little bit harder the next time. Lord, keep me so I can try and bring a few more people to this kingdom family the next time. Just keep me just a little bit longer. Lord, keep me so I can keep singing and glorifying your name just a little bit longer. And Lord, keep me so I can stay in the dash and be diligent, abide, study, and honor you, Father God. That's my message for you guys tonight. I hope you found something that imparted a little warmness on your spirit, on your heart that says, you know what? I want to live my life a little bit differently. I ain't going to wait till tomorrow. I still got a few hours left in the day. I'm going to do something a little bit differently tonight. That's what I'm going to do. So we're going to come to him 
And we're going to say, Father, you are the Alpha and the Omega and the beginning and the end. Father God, you are our creator and our counselor. Father God, guide us to make wise decisions. You are our teacher, Father God. Your understanding and wisdom is infinite. You promise wisdom to us when we ask. You are the way, Father God, the truth, and the light. Lord, we are thankful, so thankful that you delight in us. Your word says in James 1 and 5, Father God, if any of you lack wisdom, you should ask God, who gives generously to all without finding fault, and it will be given to you. I ask and pray that you continue to bless us with sound minds to continue to receive and apply your wisdom, Father God. Your word says, come unto me, I am the way. So we're going to keep our hands on the plow, Father God, and hold on. When our way gets as dark as night, we know that you will show up as a faithful God and be the light. Like I said, Lord, Father God, keep us so we can walk on a little bit longer. Keep us so we can pray on just a little bit harder. Keep us on so we can sing just a little bit louder and glorify your name. Keep us so we can work on our dash with continued strength to keep walking upright with a renewed heart and a steady gate, Father God. We ask that you continue to be our mighty counselor. We ask that you give us a home somewhere in your kingdom where we may rest, rule, and abide with you, Father, now and forevermore. Saints, say amen man that's my message for you tonight as i always close it out i want to say walk good do good be good and i'm going to pop the um information back up here as i'm closing this out i love you guys I look forward to coming in here each night, and, and I hope this, you, you know, these messages, you know, this to the messenger first, you know, because I'm going to sit back and I'm going to go back through for those that missed the questions, your homework, and, and, and your quiet time for the night is to say, uh, your questions that you put, do you believe you're diligent, diligently seeking after the Lord in a way that will bring success into every realm of your life? And then honestly, once you answer that, you want to evaluate what areas in your life you need more diligence. Write them down and then add those into your prayer. When you go in prayer to him tonight or, you know, whenever it is that you go into prayer, those things where you need to be a little bit more diligent uh, and, and be able to be a little bit more diligent, to abide a little bit more in his name, to be able to study a little bit more and to be able to honor him a little bit more. Put those things down and add them to the prayer and say, Father God, give me the strength. Give me the strength. All right. Um, Oh, mamas, thank you for hiding us under the shadow of your wings. Amen, Mama Moses. All right, guys, until next time, walk good, do good, be good. Tornado, I'm out of here. I love y'all. I really do. Be purposeful. Be intentional. All right. Work on that dash. You all know the Torah. 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 Torah.